Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space. Space. You kind of drifted off there. That was like really anticlimactic. That was supposed to happen. It was like he was fading into space. Fading into space. Or out into space. Ah, ah, ah. There, there, there we go. There that, we go. that makes sense. Fading yeah, into space it... made it sound like he was turning into space. Like he was becoming outer space. Maybe he that was be... and you just couldn't picture it in your mind. Anyway, we are the crew <laughs> from Strange Tales of Outer Space. And every week we kind of give you a recap of the week that was. And maybe a hint into the week coming up in the Wildstar. My name is Doc and I have my co-hosts Indigo and Krug. And as Hello. always. Yeah. You're always, not gonna give us well, a was, chance to say hi. What the hell? I, I want to say hi. I, I, I you just gotta be, be no. You know what? No, just, just gotta be strong and butt in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just, just gotta have a strong butt. Just shove it in there. <laughs> we are, we are so professional and mature. Consummate professionals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Krug, what happened to you this last week? Uh, I'm. You shouldn't have asked me first because I'm gonna steal your thunder. Uh, so this week. I had a really awesome dungeon run with. Oh, see, I don't even remember their guild name because uh, I was not paying attention to that. Wait, wait, uh, I, I know their name. What's their name? Astroglide. <laughs> no, really, they're called Astroglide. They're... That doesn't sound like. Is that the really? Yeah, that, that was a yeah. real guild name, Astroglide. Yeah, really cool that's guys and girls. Best guild name ever. That's the best guild name ever. That that's so just overtly sexual. I love it. Do you um, know why I know that you know that this guild name is because we had an entire conversation about their guild name and how awesome you thought it was. Did did I? Did we? Yep. Did yep. that happen? Yep. I don't remember that even a little tiny bit. I can tell. Over vent or did we type? Over vent. I should remember it. I don't know why I don't remember it. Anyways, uh, apparently we uh, had a run of a dungeon with an awesome guild called Astroglide. Props to them. Uh, so th- what happened was uh, we had – how did we meet them? Okay, so we had we have a new guild member, which is Nigma, and we were helping Nigma level. So there was four of us. It was you, Doc, myself, and Nigma, and the four of us were running around dungeoning, and so we auto pulled like we we pugged a fifth person, and it ended yeah, up being yeah, yeah. a dune. And we were running around, and we did one dungeon with him, and then afterwards it's like, hey, uh, you want to do another one? And we're like, yeah, why not? And then we ended up inviting him over our over our event. So uh, after dungeoning with him, we invited him on vent. We ended up going through like what, like five or six different dungeons or I'm sorry, not different. The same two, but like five or six <laughs> times. Yeah. And yeah, we uh, ended up like, hey, we should group together more often. And yeah. so we ended and up becoming, wow, go for <laughs> it. Come on. Pod- podcast <laughs> and he said that he was miss. What? Right. Apparently, we're just going to keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> That's never going to get any better. So we, he, he told us that he needed healers and that they were like looking for people to finish up their runs. Uh, and so we didn't do anything that night, but I think it was the next night where Doggy and I ended up doing a run with uh, one of their tanks and three of the or two of their DPS. Yeah. And then Doc was the other DPS and I was the healer. And it was really great. Like they were like relaxed and like fun and, and awesome about it. And at the same time, like, into being serious and, and getting the stuff done and, like, calling out interrupts, which is, I think, really important in dungeon running. Uh, so it was really great. And we had a great moment in that run of Storm Talon where I think the whole team wiped, except for me, the healer, and the tank, uh, at, like, 50% or 30% or something. 30, 35%. And it, was just, it was a weird random yeah. stray spark that took out two of us, and then another spark took out the third. Yeah, it was it was sad. 
uh, and this was during the first uh, mini boss. I don't remember his name. So we, the tank and I, are just like, no, nah, we're gonna keep going. And so we keep going. I'm still at like 80% focus, and he's just like hitting him when he can, and we're like running around. And uh, it was just the best. It took us 15 to 20 minutes to get that boss down, but we totally got him down. Just the two of us by ourselves. Yeah, stalker. Oh, down stalker from tank 30%. OP it was like the healer. most satisfying thing ever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Medic. Medic. Medic healer. Just OP. Just in general, yeah. healer, healer, just OP. It was a, it uh, was a pretty cool group. Krug just OP, just Krug OP in general. <laughs> Krug OP, sure, yeah. Krug OP, yeah. Nerf, Nerf Krug. It, it was a pretty cool group in the fact that they were like, "Hey, we're kind of the noob team. We haven't done veterans on this yet." And I ended up incidentally taking on a, a leader role, and I didn't even think of it. It was just like, "Who here has the most experience?" Like I do. Okay, well, I guess I'll call out interrupts, I'll call out spells to watch out for, and it was a really low-key, super-focused, just a learning curve, and we got through, what, the first, first, we got through the first boss, we stopped for a bit on Aetheris, or however you want to pronounce the name, and the the first mini-boss with this static shield, which can suck it hard. Yeah, the first guy off to the side where you have to jump up onto the the trampoline thing, he uh, we could not get past him in our current state. <laughs> yeah, we we just didn't have enough damage going through, but that's eh, not a big deal. That was a really cool run, though. You're right. It was awesome. Indigo, what about you this week? Well, other than the story I just told, <clears throat> uh, I actually uh re-fell in love with indigo so i hadn't been on indigo jones in a little while because i had been make uh i'd been doing my spell slinger not only have i been doing my spell slinger i literally just had dropped off the face of the earth with uh indigo jones so i i've been basically stayed off of uh indigo jones for a while and have just been questing and pvping on indiegogo and I, I logged back on just to log back on. And I, I went out and I started questing. I was like, oh, I forgot how OP and amazing being a stalker is. <laughs> and so I, I've kind of like, uh, Spellslinger can wait. I'm really enjoying this. So I actually restarted my attunement process. So oh, it, cool. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah, I'm glad that right uh, you got back into attunement, which I know that you, you're not really into it. but. Well, no, it, I like the direction in where which it goes. It's just I didn't like the tier of attunement that I was on. Sure, that so, makes sense. Like, I, I really can't stand rep grinding. And so running around just doing quests just to get my rep up was really, really aggravating. And I wasn't enjoying that. Mind you, the first tier I enjoyed and the other tiers that you guys have talked about, like, those excite me and those sound like fun. But, ugh. And I'm stuck in this. I'm stuck in Grimfall. So everything that I'm, I'm I'm going against is all like five plus people, and I'm by myself. So I'm like, this is stupid. I don't like it. It's stupid. <laughs> Hate it. So yeah, hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that I, was my week. <laughs> I ended up getting this weird server message with Doc for the last all day today. Actually, on Monday, there's a weird uh, message going around. Supposedly has something to do with a a bug in housing, and so my my character is just like stuck there. But I started. PvP. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a weird message. Uh, I forgot what it's called specifically, but it won't let me. I'll log on as Doc, but then I'll get stuck, kicked back out. I'm like, God, whatever. Fine, I'll work on my all my warrior. And uh, I've learned that as a warrior, even with breakout and a lot of mobility, a lot of really fun, like festering blade, really cool. Every single low level PvP battleground I've been in has been like eight range characters in some composition of four spell singer, four esper, or four esper. Three spell slinger, one engineer, or six engineer, one spell slinger, one esper. To the point where I don't get to move. It is just a long range telegraph bukaki all around me. <laughs> what? 
block raid telegraph Bukaki. That's uh, going into a quote. Also, I'm really impressed that you managed to add up to eight every single time you gave an example. That was really impressive. Good job. Well, thank you. I, I, figured, I, figured, I, I figured after last week's, I should work on my math a little bit here and there. But yeah, that's the most Addition's frustrating part. a good place part. to start. Yeah, and I was really enjoying the leadership role on the on the dungeon run with uh, with Astro Glide, and of course Doctor. Yeah, you did Fu a good job back. too. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, Doctor Who was welcome. back, so I saw that again, and I think Strax needs to have like his own little YouTube channel where Strax? he just gives. If you watch Doctor Who, there's a, a character called Strax. Oh, who's, I believe you. Yeah, he, I I can't really explain him off the top of my head, but uh, he's very straightforward and blunt, and it's just kind of how his race races, and it's freaking funny as hell. If you sure. had a YouTube channel where it was just him giving out like relationship advice or something, or like life advice, or advice in general, it'd be the greatest thing in the world, and I'd be totally down with that. But other than that, my week's been pretty sparse this week, and it's really cool to are, hear what you guys did. Are you saying you need some angry relationship advice? No. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. And we're talking about, like, for some reason, for some, for some reason I heard Aang, and I thought Legend of, of Korra and Avatar, which also was a freaking fantastic <laughs> nope. show. I've been on a big uh, TV. What I said, although I do like that show. Oh, I've been. Uh, that's what it is. I haven't played a lot of Wildstar, but a lot of TV, a lot of Doctor Who, a lot of Legend of Korra, which had one of the best seasons I have seen on TV in general. Yeah, so a lot of yeah. TV this week for me. That that's the majority of it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I just want to point this out. I'm going to be brief. We just. <laughs> we just spent like five minutes talking about Legend of Korra because uh, Doc brought it up. I don't know if he'll cut that part out or not. But uh, now Indigo is writing, go die in a fire over and over in, all, in our Google Doc show notes because he doesn't care about the show at all. And Doc and I were just like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, so that's what just happened. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for Wildstar and sci-fi. Yes. Also, Love Wildstar too. Also, Coruscant, we can go die in a fire. Anyway, moving on to Strange Tales of the Week for Wildstar. Uh we're going to touch on this super quick because we've already talked about it a lot and everybody else is talking about it. Twitch was didn't go through the deal with, uh, with Google. They decided to officially go with Amazon for just under a billion dollars. Which is weird. Which Why yeah. is that weird? Because didn't they get less money from Amazon? Yeah, didn't like Google of offer a, a billion dollars? Wasn't it a billion dollars? The original was $2 billion. They brought down to over a billion or just about a billion. Now, they went under a billion for Amazon. And I have to assume that the backlash of the current changes they had had something to do with it. But we've already talked about this before. It's just something that to bring into mind to people because you might start sure. seeing like Amazon Prime will now come with like Twitch Turbo or some crap like that. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what this means for all the changes, but uh, don't really have any awesome information as of right now. Yeah, and we've talked about it. Add infant him whatever you want to whatever everything everything goes. Nice on. try. I tried. <laughs> but also the craze sweeping the nation, which I, I, I'm already kind of over personally because people have forgotten the point of it for the most part. Frost was called out for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. We'll put the link up for oh, that in the description. So fucking hilarious. Yeah. Can can we spoil it? Can I just say what happens? Because it's you know what? so we funny. We, we, okay. we really should. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't want to hear what happens, skip ahead in the podcast a little bit. Or just go you... watch it. It's oh, yeah, literally yeah. a minute. Yeah, watch Pause it. the podcast watch it. right now. No, no, no. no. It, there's not a whole lot of talking. You can watch it and then listen to us in the background. Basically, Frost just says, hey, uh, we're in a drought, so I'm not going to put water on my face. But we'll donate, and you guys should donate because that's what we're really here for. Right. And then the awesome thing happens where Tony Ray comes in from off screen with a can of soda 
and drinks some and then just spits it in Frost's face and then drinks some more and spits it in Frost's face and then does it a few times. And then I think Frost starts walking away and Tony turns to the camera and goes, what? It's not wider. And then he walks off camera and then it's just Frost walking like away from the camera for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, it is the greatest deadpan face on both. both it was them. so good. It was the, so good. Yeah, it, it really was fucking like I laughed laughed out loud at work i was just like yeah. <laughs> it was, i thought it was yeah. really funny because they did a, a a vine a while ago for sabotage where frost takes a can of soda and shakes it up and puts it in the fridge at carbine studios and then tony comes up and takes the soda out and opens it and then it cuts to tony getting sprayed in the face with soda but it's like such a forceful spray and it's coming from the right side instead of from where the soda can is, which is like below the camera. And so you're just assuming that Frost is there with a can of soda spraying it in Tony's face. And you could tell while they were doing the Ice Bucket Challenge video that Tony was just loving it. Like he was like, yeah, I'm getting my revenge on you. Oh, so good. <laughs> so it's really good. Sorry, I was really into that. Oh, no, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> the only thing better than that one I thought was Vern Troyer's and Patrick Stewart's. Vern Troyer is from California as well. So he was thinking, okay, cool. Well... Ice bucket challenge, we're in drought, no big deal. So it's a cookie in his mouth and he goes, ah, and they just dump three or four gallons worth of cold milk on his face. And it's amazing. <laughs> it is That's awesome. awesome. Go watch Vern Troyer's and Patrick Stewart. I'm going to do that. Patrick Stewart's, I'm going to spoil it for you. It's one of my personal favorites because of just how. Yeah. No, fuck you. I'm Patrick Stewart. It is. So, but. It's classy as shit. That's I just said is. people are forgetting the point of the ALS ice bucket challenge. Uh, ALS, we already know. Lou Gehrig's disease, really, you don't know the actual terminology. It's a very horrible disease that slowly shuts down your body and kills you. And uh, there's no cure for it, but they're raising money to help research, to help with treatments, and to help with maybe potentially finding a cure eventually. But uh, even beyond, eventually this will fade away, and it's up to people to still be... Um, what's the right word? Be giving to people that... Active, supportive. Yeah. Not just of ALS, but other ones uh, like you know, breast cancer and uh, multiple sclerosis and all kind of stuff. It gets a little heavy at this point in the podcast because, you know, all of us know someone or know of people that are going through problems that are beyond the norm and not all of them have cures. And it's great to have a community like, uh, like Riot and like Carbine and like Blizzard who are, are, are spreading the awareness and telling people, you know, don't just go in for the stunt, give, and if you can give and, and, you know, just it's good to be good people, regardless of whatever your mm-hmm. motivations for it is. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So go check out the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge from Frost and, and Carbine. And I think Ghostcrawler got called out from Riot. Uh, I forgot who got called out of Blizzard. And I think, God, who was the third one? ESO? I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, they I got called remember. out. So keep an eye for those ones too. But moving on to more Carbine-specific stuff. A little heads up we just got today, before like an hour before I, we actually recorded the podcast. There's actually an, a revision to the extra amp upgrade points and ability tier points you get. Right now, they drop incredibly low. They're very rare, and people are making a goddamn killing on them on the auction house. It is nuts. And they said, uh, Carbine said, hey, we're going to re-look, re-look at this and, and tweak it around, so here's what we're proposing. Uh, we're going to actually increase the world drop chance from, from level 50 creatures. We're going to increase the drop chance in a victory bag from PvP. And they're actually going to be a rare spawn in participation bags. And if you can get Beloved in Northern Waste, Blighthaven, Crimson Badlands, and the upcoming, I believe upcoming, Containment R12, once you get Beloved, you'll actually get points as well. You'll even get points on gold medal dungeon runs. 
Storm Talon's Lair and Kel of Wrath will get you a free amp point for getting gold. And Skullcano and Sanctuary of the Storm Maiden will get you an ability point. As honestly, the coolest part is, it actually is tied into your path level as well. When you get to level 15 in your path, you will get a free amp point. And then you get to level 30 in your path, you're going to get an ability point. So they're basically trying to say, we want to make this more fun and unlockable instead of just grinding Elder Gems and buying them or getting super lucky. You'll right. Yeah. You'll still get a money from Elder Gem vendors, but you now have one, two, three, four, five. You have like 10 plus ways to get free points now. I know that Crude doesn't have the uh, answer to this, so I'm going to ask him. Do you think the uh, the gold that you need to get to get these Elder Points will actually count for your old gold? So if you ran through it and you got a gold, do you think it counts for that, that back? Or do you think you have to get a gold again? Do you know the answer to this question? I might have uh, an answer to this question. I, uh, I didn't say I did. I, I asked oh. you this question. Well... Now that I'm very confident that neither of you are going to embarrass me by telling me, oh, well, the answer is obviously this. <laughs> we just didn't put it in the show notes to make you look like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> my guess my guess would be that it won't be retroactive, but like I just said for about a minute, I'm not sure. Doc? I'm actually going to agree with Krug on this one. I don't think gold medal runs will be retroactive. I think you'll have to achieve a new gold medal run to get the points. I will say, though, mm-hmm. since there's no way to reset reputation... I believe that or, if you're already beloved or with, path levels or path levels, there's going to be an alternative way once you've if you're already past that point to get those points yeah. back, like probably from your path vendor or something. Same thing they did with all of the rune stuff. They didn't touch any of the actual runes, but they gave people a method of catching up that wasn't in the norm. So instead of saying, oh, OK, we're just going to modify everyone's rune slots so that they're kind of like in line with what we've done, they said, if you have lower rune slots, you can work up to where those items are supposed to be able to get to, even if it's past the number of rune upgrades that you are supposed to be able to use. And with people who had more, they were just like, well, you're lucky. <laughs> Don't sell that piece of gear because it's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously nothing's been concrete on that part yet. People have already speculated as well on the forums. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's going to happen to retroactively give you the points if you've already achieved Beloved or your path levels. So something to keep an eye out for. They didn't say when it would come out. Uh, there's a fairly decent chance it might come out with a Defile drop, which has been rumored to be pushed back. Yeah, but that has no definitive answer, and it was kind of more speculation than it was anything. Yeah. Well, didn't they didn't say for sure that they were going to push back Defile? Because I thought they did. No, did no, they no. They, they talked about doing Defile and then postponing the next patch. Oh, God. Yeah. Gotcha. To but do then... Defile and then do uh, Super Patch with all the bug fixes and stuff. Yeah. But, but people now, are speculating that Defile is going to get pushed back too. Yeah, there's there's no concrete either way. Uh, we sure. just figure we bring. I I know sure. I said originally I didn't want to bring it into the podcast, but real quick we might just say something like that because the rumor mill is going to start going nuts on it. Uh, there's no definitive answer yet, but uh, we'll see what happens. Either way, I know amp upgrades are coming in soon. The rune changes are coming in with the Defile patch most likely. They're talking about bringing it in as soon as possible since they're pretty concrete on it. And speaking of the rune changes, there's one more to our insane six-part coverage that Carbine gave the whole community, a Rune Changes Part 7 has been released. Woohoo! And <laughs> it's, it's a doozy, I think, because they are getting an overhaul on salvaging. And this one has a oh, really cool bonus in there. Yeah, it, it gets even more interesting, because now they're going to give you more rune materials and power cores dropping from salvage items, which is really cool. I don't know about you guys, but when you're trying to get gear and you're salvaging old gear or, like, random blues and greens you get, it just takes forever to get 
like th- two or three so you can just craft them. Oh yeah, trust me, I, I'm more than aware. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's the kicker. Yeah, I, I I don't ever have enough of the signs to do what I want or the fragments to do what I want. So more of them is always good. Yeah, so they're gonna actually add more to the drop. There's more chances, I should say. They're even going to reduce the critical chance of it happening, but you're gonna get more higher quality rolls on those items. So like uh, you'll get a higher chance to get a sign and a power core on. All of the items, like one roll on a green, two rolls on a blue, three on a purple, five on an orange, and eight on a pink. I don't know why you would ever, ever salvage a pink item, <laughs> but if you're ridiculous or you just get super lucky and get two pink items, you now have eight chances to get more runes and more power cores. Well, someday There's... guilds will have these raids on farm, and yeah, they'll just true. be rolling into pinks. Yeah, just all, all that all that pink, just just dive right Did in. Did you hear the words that just came out of my mouth? It sounded like I'm a pro MMO gamer that was so legit sounding yeah oh, i'm that, so cool that was that was very, that was very nice. and then you destroyed <laughs> that by saying that you you just don't appreciate cool when you see it i'm the coolest but <laughs> sure <laughs> dick uh it's okay i like Greg. Uh, oh. <laughs> why, why are you laughing at that you don't think he likes me oh man my life is ruined. But as I was as I was trying to say before I interrupted myself constantly too, there's even a chance you can get a full on rune. Just complete a complete I will kill you. Sorry, keep going. I don't know if I want to now. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, I swear. Keep going. <laughs> okay. I know we're having a lot of fun tonight, guys. Uh bear with us. We're just relaxing and getting all the cobwebs out for fun. But there's even a chance you can get a full-on completed rune from salvaging now. You can get a rune. Yeah, not a sign, not a fragment. Yeah. A full, complete, ready-to-slot rune. Yep, either a basic rune or a rune from the rune set. So that's super cool. And I'm talking about adding that now, in to the ma- uh, next major content patch. Yeah? I, I don't really know how well this is going to go over. I mean, it's nice to be able to roll a full, completed rune. You, like, save mats and stuff. But I feel like people are going to start becoming angry because they're not going to be getting the runes they want. Like, you're going to have... Unless they unless they make this not the case, you're going to have people with, like, assault builds getting support runes, and they're just going to be like, well, okay, you added this change to make runes easier to use, but I'm not getting the runes I need, so what good is it? Like, it's just another RNG element, and I don't personally like elements that use RNG. Yeah, the, it's 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 agreeable to, to think like that, because you would want to be more consistent to get yourself out the way you want to. I don't know. I, I the fact that this this is actually in place is is fun for me because that means that the few times a week I can play now, I'm able to make the most out of it and get some cool little gifts at the same time. At the moment, uh, some people are even saying that this is the beginning of the um, the noobification or the going back on the hardcore mentality. I I, I I don't know. It's it's arguable to say whether it is or not. But are we talking about hardcore in one sense or another sense? Yeah, I don't see how this is I, affecting the hardcore. Well, yeah, people, I, I don't either. I mean, I guess theoretically you could get up there easier. Like you can get vet gear with uh, with your runes already set to go. But I mean, if you're already getting vet gear, I mean, your rune slots, I mean, are secondhand. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really consider that reducing the hardcore. But what I was going to say is, is that even if you get a rune slots that aren't your 
your your specific one if you're looking for you know a fire or whatever the hell you're looking for not a rune slot but a rune uh and you're not getting the ones you want it's called auction house i mean it's just going to flood the auction house and reduce the prices across the board oh, so that fair. you're going to be able to you're going to be able to get the rune that you want cheaper and easier uh, i'm, that's I'm fair. okay that's with a it. fair point here's a question i don't think i've ever tried this can you salvage runes no no oh. you can't it was a Wait. good question to ask because uh, some people may on and be like, "Oh, what? What if I break a rune down? Do I get the rune yeah. fragments back?" No, you don't. That would be that would be nice. Or maybe like, well, no, that wouldn't really be helpful. I was gonna say maybe you get like a reduced quality of whatever went into making the rune, but then you just have like a lower level set of parts that you can't really do anything with because it's too low of level for you. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but I, I agree with the auction house thing. That's a really good point that I didn't think of the, the economic side, like the the impact it would have economically. I think that'll be really nice to not have to pay a jillion gold for a rune. <laughs> wouldn't yep. it just be a couple no, jillion no, platinum then? Yeah, a couple jillion pa- platinum or a mega jillion gold, whatever. I mean, a super quadrillion jillion g- copper, whatever. Whatever, man. Money's <laughs> money. Get over it. True. Yeah, it just there's a weird argument going going around about the about like I said, just the hard the hardcore. What is the hardcore? But that's something we can touch. Yeah, on but every time. time they make a change, every time they make a change, it's the first thing that they talk about. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna add uh, a lower level dungeon so people can understand the mechanics of the game." Oh, you're not catering to the hardcore. Okay, first of all, the hardcore is still the one percent of people that are actually making it to data scape and doing all that shit. Okay, so allowing the general audience the people that actually have a family maybe have a wife a kids or a husband or whatever the deal is and and wants to still play and enjoy the game and still at least get somewhat better fuck it who cares let them do it yeah it's not like they took datascape and were like ah guys we're gonna lower all these mobs to level 10 like yeah. they were just like no yeah. we're gonna add a level 10 dungeon so that people could play dungeons when they start the game like yeah ta-da that's all we're doing yeah get over yourselves and honestly i think if you go in there at level 10 i mean not that i've ever played it but it could still be just as hard as a normal dungeon well, I, I mean, we I just gave that, that as an example. I yet. just meant any time that they change or or view or realize that they've made a mistake on something. For example, we're talking about the rune stuff, and people are talking about that reducing the hardcore. It's it's just a fix, guys. Like it's just something that people are working on. They need to find the the right balance to make an enjoyable game, but make a challenging game at the same time. Yeah. And you're I've not going to get it right the first time. I always thought Agreed. the hardcore was more like the game itself being challenging, but not exhaustive demanding the, I was yeah. the mentality of hardcore you know get what you can and live off the land as fast as much as you can fuck everybody else i, I always disagree with that, that that idea as well personally but right that's a discussion if we take hey. one with it another time really but there's a whole bunch of more stuff that's happened this week so Wait, really quick aside for the hardcore part did you guys hear that uh on avatus enigma got through gloomclaw seriously yeah god how many are left now i have no idea Damn, that's but cool. And they're the that's, first guild that's to really fucking go great progress. Right? I think so. I mean, it's a world first. That's the world first Gloomclaw. Damn. That's a name yeah. I've been here for a while. So, grats for to those guys. <laughs> yeah. That's so, fucking awesome. So, when's crit happening going to uh, do a uh, world first? First of all, I love how you're the guild leader and you mispronounced <laughs> our guild name. That's amazing. What did, I said crit happens. You said crit, crit happening. happening. Check the footage, homie. Check uh, the footage. Rewind the <laughs> tape. Happening. Yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> when, 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 when crit happens, can do a War of the Wilds gold run, then we'll be ready for... Datascape. How about let's start let's start low. When Crit Happens can pronounce its guild name correctly, we'll be ready for War of the Wilds. When, when Crit Happens when Crit Happens can have five guild numbers on at the same time. 
<laughs> we're ready for data escape. <laughs> quality, not quantity, guys. Quality, not quantity. <laughs> well, our guilds are a little are a little different. Other than a few other players that, that we haven't personally seen, a lot of the players in our guild are our friends. So yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal here and there. I'd say they're all friends just because we haven't seen them doesn't mean they're not friends. True. That's not how life works, bad buddy. What? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. I have I have friends, but but we're only Facebook friends, and I've never met them. Do you really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were accepting the random invites from like the uh, the bots that like spam invites. To yeah, people. I have this. You really, mean they're not really real people? Friend. Nope. I have this really really hot friend from uh you know uh, Africa, and I I it's weird somewhere she keeps asking me for money though i don't i don't know <laughs> i was wondering where you're going with that i was like okay from africa what are you oh nigerian prince is that where you're uh <laughs> yeah see see uh see what you did there but you're right there buddy they're supposed to be real they're, they're not they're not real i'm sorry that <laughs> you didn't know that big guy does this they're mean totally that you guys fake. are like really fake with my imagination yes we're actually here to scam you out of all your money by doing a podcast with you. It's really elaborate. Could you do me a favor? Since we've been friends for almost a year now, I think you should send me a framed portrait of the last four numbers of your social security. <laughs> okay, I'll and then right I'll ask that. you for the first three, <laughs> and then together we'll steal your identity. <laughs> anyway, a few other things. Yeah, we're we're just we're off the rails Nick. tonight in a good way. Uh, a few other things have happened this week. Uh, some more people have data mined the more recent pa- uh, up te- uh, upcoming content that's coming out. And a few interesting little tidbits have been, you know, brought up to the surface, including pets. Pets pets might actually happen in this game. Question mark? Now, uh, one of you, when we talked about this earlier, was like, meh, don't care. Uh, that was which, me. Yeah, why, why, don't, why aren't you into pets? Because I, I know that... Not Wildstar. Wildstar is this game. The other game. What's the other game? The big one. Thank you. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Uh, I know that World of Warcraft had pets. Did you participate in that? And if so, why did you like it or why didn't you like it? Because I've never experienced it before, so I don't know Doc, what's Doc, do you want to start this one off and then I'll, I'll finish it? Yeah, I, I liked pets when I had finished other content. Uh, when I was done exploring in, in WoW uh, or... I was done with my trade skills for a good length of time, and I couldn't get into raiding guilds for a while. I went and did all the, the pet collecting and, and all those other little cool things and the achievement hunting. I, I like doing that stuff. I have nothing else to do on my checklist. So I had a pretty sizable collection of pets, excluding the ones you get from, uh, say, like the Blizzard Bear or the expansion pets. Honestly, though, the pets that they're, they're, they're touting that might come about would be tied into Shades Eve, and they won't be permanent summon pets like a WoW pet where you just log off and then log back on and resummon them. They're talking about these guys being a, a short-duration companion that follows you around. They're obviously, most likely, will not help you in combat. But they're just a simple vanity pet. And if you like being a little pretty unicorn that's super special and unique, it's worth trying to get those pets. And they, they call, they're calling them summoners right now, tentatively. The Angel Summoner, the Shadeling Summoner, and the Jack Shade Summoner. And they're just going to follow you around for a little while. But... I, I don't mind pets. Uh, they're they're great as a time killer when you're out and you're done with everything else and you want to go get a little more out of your game time. So what what did in WoW were they just cosmetic or did they have a purpose? They were cosmetic. Well, they started cosmetic. Yeah, they were cosmetic up until the most recent expansion, Mists of Pandaria, where they actually had Pokemon battles and nothing. It, it is a straight <laughs> up straight up four ability Pokemon battle. 
where you took turns and you beat each other up. Which that's hilarious. You, I you, I can't you would even... go around and catch them. Like you would run. Like so originally, so I, I didn't mind the pets at first because the pets were uh, considered to be uh, not physical, but like a physical representation of the achievements that you gained. So oh, most sure. of most of the mount were or not mounts i'm sorry the most of the pets were like oh i got this by gaining reputation with this group or i gained this pet by defeating this boss or it was a drop and that was cool and that was awesome because you're like oh wow that person got that because they did that super awesome boss or whatever it may be and it was kind of a uh, you know fancy look at me kind of a thing but then when they did the whole pokemon thing you could literally run around and catch a snake a frog a rabbit a every like every single like little creature that was in the game you could catch and then you would level that character up and then pokemon battle against other random creatures that you you clicked on or you could there were actual gym leaders well quote unquote, no way gym, well, yeah they, there they, were, they were quest objectives but they were gym leaders. yeah no yeah. way yeah yeah. That's hilarious. I, I, will, I, I will never knock that because Pokemon's amazing. Yeah, I was well, going to say, if that happens, I'd probably play the fuck out of it. Uh, I didn't like the implementation of it. Like, it was, I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt blocky and, and, and I don't know. It felt blocky and I just didn't enjoy it. Well, I, implementation I, I, I was, is one thing, but Wildstar doesn't have to implement it the same way. But if they do something similar where it's like turn-based, ability-based, stat-based, creature combat that doesn't really affect your character but like affects this other set of things that are associated with your character this other set of no way man if wildstar had pet combat i would love it to be just like normal combat in the game where you don't have to worry oh, about resing huh. or like after you die or something but you just like put yourself in a little ring a little holographic ring is just like formed around both you guys and then you like have a little like data pad you have on your wrist and all of a sudden your your pet materializes and you're a full on in a little cage match just one so what's on one different between matches. that and just dueling? Because they're well, pets. The, yeah, they're pets. Because <laughs> they're be adorable. Able, no, no, because <laughs> you'd be able to collect them and you'd be able to trade them out. So it's like when you're dueling, it's just you and another guy. And if you had pet battles, you could have like five pets and you would run in there and this pet would have fire and this pet would be ice and this pet would be lava and this pet would be earth. And you would you'd circle around and there was some sort of like – you know advantage or disadvantage against who they're going against and and wow did that it's just i don't know it just seemed really i don't know it just didn't seem awesome it just seemed (laughs) no i mean i i was really excited maybe maybe because i had like hype for it and i was like oh this could be so awesome i love pokemon pokemon's the best and then i got into it and i was like well this is dumb i'm not doing it Well, I, I guess we'll see what happens, but uh, that that has potential, in my opinion. Yeah, so pets are coming to Wildstar. Obviously, not to the extent we just talked about. They, maybe in the future. All uh, speculation. All speculation. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, there but, was not even a single word mentioned about pet battles. Yeah, literally the only just... thing in the post is just the three names that Doc mentioned. Angel Summoner, Shadeling Summoner, and Jack Shade Summoner. And then a short, like, five-character description. Yeah. yeah. Go read it. It's but, not a lot of information at but all. But can you imagine, like, Wildstar space cockfighting? Come on. Wow. I was awesome. so trying not to go there. That's what, what they really are. It's what these games really are. I'm going to get Wildstar PETA on you. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's probably a guild. Uh, it's probably all orns. What if all of these pets are really <laughs> just chickens with masks, like an angel mask and a shadling mask? And no. they're just, like, cockfighting? <laughs> chickens, chickens in, like, space luchador masks. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I normally get get... to the more way more exciting news, though. 
Okay, fine. Oh, yeah. If you insist. Fishing there... is going to be added. Yeah! Fishing! I don't care at all. Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to swap personality and thoughts with, with Indigo on that one. He's all excited for fishing. I could give less of, less of a shit. I could yeah. give less of a shit. Yeah. I, I, there's no no interest in fishing at all unless they make like a mini game that's super fun but that isn't because i wouldn't be enjoying it because it's fishing i'd be enjoying it because they implemented it really well uh i also don't cook in game like i just buy all my food don't see why people cook i don't find it i I don't think the reward is worth the time at all all right so i've given you guys your time it is (laughs) my time to speak all right i fucking hate fishing Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Yeah, I know. No, okay, so well, let me get this. I love fishing in real life. Fishing in real life is a lot of fun, and right. I really enjoy that. I uh, would agree with you, but continue. Fishing in World of Warcraft, I hated it. It was oh, the most God. boring, mundane, just just dumb, dumb, dummity dumb, waste of time dumb, okay? Eloquent. Uh, you, you, and, and Krug, you've never played, so I'm going to describe it to you. You cast a fishing pole out, and there's uh-huh. a small bobble uh-huh. sitting in the water, and then randomly, there's a little bar, and but there's a, you know, it would go slowly down to zero, and when it hit zero, your pole would come out, and you didn't catch anything. But <laughs> my pole would come out. Yeah, you'd pull your your pole back, and the bobble oh, would come out of okay, the water. So I'd pull my pole back. Yeah, and then my uh, bobble. But, the little ball would come out when I pulled my pole. Is that what? Yes. So my my ball would come when I pulled the poles. Basically, what you're saying would happen. I don't. <laughs> <He went so laughs> tried so hard to make he that went sexual. So far. <laughs> <laughs> you could totally cut that out. I don't even want that at the podcast. <laughs> no, no, that's staying. That's staying to show how much I hate you and why I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying was you pull the pole back and your bobble comes out of the water. And if if that timer goes all the way down to zero and you you don't get anything at at the end, it just, oh, didn't catch anything. But what would actually happen in that timer, your your bobble would actually dip down in the water and you hear a little sound effects. It sounds like a little splashing water. And you would have to right click on it right away. And then you would randomly catch something based off of your skill level, uh, one to whatever the highest skill level was for fishing. That description was more exciting than the actual trade skill. (laughs) And and that's fishing. And I hated it so, so, so much. Uh, I cook on Indigo Jones. I'm I'm far from anywhere high-level cooking. I understand the point of cooking. I get it. I understand it. And in fact, if you really want to get into rating, from what I've heard – Cooking is kind of – or at least to have one member cook so that you can make food for everyone so right. everyone can have additional buffs, either healing or damage or whatever that it may be. Always a good thing to have one person be a cooker, and I'm fine to be that guy in the guild. A cooker? Uh, you mean a chef? A cooker. Yeah, a cooker. A cooker? Yeah. Like a, a steam uh, – a pressure cooker. Yeah, exactly. So have somebody in the guild be a pressure cooker. Jeez. That's exactly. a new class. That's Jeez. the next class. We're <laughs> dropping that info right now. Here, you heard it here first. So, next class is a pressure so cooker. He dual wields pans. Star, 
Wildstar has yet to do anything traditional, and that has been basically fishing on most games. Like, that's what fishing is on most games. So I'm really excited to just see what Wildstar comes up with that's going to be new, unique, or different, because there's no way in hell that they're going to do that. With how active this game is and how much you run around and move around and you have to do stuff, there's no way in hell that they're going to allow that to be fishing in the game. Just... There was a mention at one point in development there was a fishing profession added. That would have mm-hmm. been a hobby along with cooking and cooking. everything else. Sure. But they decided, supposedly, that it just wasn't up to snuff. Like, it was to them as boring or as unintuitive or as blocky as fishing in other games. So they decided to actually pull it before launch. You still sure. have fish in the game. You can get fish items. They're made for cooking and, mm-hmm. and for chefs. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry. I believe the hobby is called cooking. Not chef. But you're not a cooker. That, that doesn't. You're a cook or a chef. Anyway, fishing. If the, if the trade skill is called armor smithing, you don't call it an armor smithinger. You have to change the name. Never mind. Anyways, keep going. Called <laughs> an armor. But you don't. Never mind. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. So they're talking Never about mind. fishing to be added into the game. They've, uh, they've added a few things like a, like a fishing cannon, which already makes me more excited. Can you just imagine just saying, you know what, F this crap, and just pulling out a giant cannon, and an AOE marker shows up anywhere, and like you get a random roll on that shot, just watch a giant explosion go... You throw sticks of dynamite in water, and just all the fish come up from the bottom. And all you cook well, is one fish. Actually, <laughs> I just I just thought of something. Indigo was talking about how Wildstar isn't going to do just the right-click at a specific time to catch fish implementation of fishing because that's not what their game is. Their game's more active and dynamic. I, I just want to point out that uh, trade skill harvesting is pretty much find trade skill node, right-click, receive items. Well, that's really, pretty much all that, it is. I understand what the twist is. The twist is that sometimes it turns into a mob or sometimes it turns into a giant worm and it eats you, but it has nothing to do with the actual implementation of the the basic task you're performing which is mm-hmm. right click node receive items yes ag- agreed there is an additional flair to it and there is additional pieces to to it that wildstar has but i this is considered to be a hobby and not a gathering i, I mean unless they decide it to be a gathering for a gathering profession for cooking and they say oh all you gain is uh, food and meats for cooking and they've decided to make cooking and fishing tied together in that way which i really highly doubt because i don't think there's enough cookers i said it again cookers uh <laughs> in the game to make it more difficult for them. I, I think that more than likely they, they will do something similar. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it is right-click, throw your, your fishing rod into the water, and when you pull out, you know, 50% of the time, you get a fish that you have to fight. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but it's it has to be different. There's just no way that they can do the same thing, or, or it's just going to be a shitty, shitty ad. It could be awesome. I think that... If it's like I a, think if they've already scrapped one idea, then they're definitely not going to bring in traditional yeah. shitty fishing. Yeah, yeah but I, like I besides, can see that. But say, say you do get something like a fishing line or a sci-fi fishing line, a Wild Star style fishing line. If it was mm-hmm. like a creature below or above your difficulty level, like if it actually dragged you into the water and tried to like take you under, and you had to like water ski around with it just for like cool comedic effects. Oh, that would be interesting. That'd be fun. Like a little, like, dodging stuff in the ocean minigame. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd play that. 
it's just like something that breaks the norm but this that's all like we said we always do speculation on this podcast it's always fun to see like what can we do to make it something different and so fishing is coming around we'll see how they they deal with it there's a few new craft items that came in with data mine stuff uh, a new mount coming in with a new mount coming in with data mine stuff uh tutorials are going to change that for adventures a little bit and the big headlines is essentially uh like you don't you actually have a buffer zone of deaths for your metal challenges in adventures uh, if you actually fail a challenge that are, it's given to you in an adventure, it counts as four deaths. And that's important because to have a gold medal, you have to have less than five deaths. So if you're, say, War of the Wilds and you fail one of your challenges, you now can only afford to lose one more life before you lose your gold medal. On top of finishing the adventure, a silver medal challenge will, will always happen if you have less than ten deaths on top of meeting their more specific requirements. So... There's a little more to it than that, and they've had some specifics according to War of the Wild and Siege of Tempest Keep, but uh, keep, just go ahead and read through those. Uh, they're just like, they're things talking about, they're data mine, but they're not set in stone. Yep. And then there's a few world story spoilers, which I'm a not going to, yeah, I'm not going to spoil them, but um, my opinion is it's epic, but maybe a little predictable if you've been paying attention to the story. If not, then you don't really care, and you're just blasting through to get more gear. Hey, that's me! Yeah. <laughs> if you actually paid attention, okay, the Krugs in the audience, and the Docs in the audience, will really appreciate the story. Well, yeah. the Krugs will really appreciate the story. The Docs will go, yeah, I kind of saw something maybe possibly like that. And then the uh, Indigos will go, where's my gear? <laughs> not once in this note do I get a piece of gear. What the yeah, this is a wasted effort. Can't believe they just no, more gear. Just give me the gear. Do you How remember... do I equip this note? How do I hit someone with this note? I need to be able to kill someone with every item. <laughs> Doc, do you remember questing with me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, what part of this are you on? I don't know. I'm just jumping into jellyfish things. And you're like, oh, that's this part. <laughs> it's all super cool. Cause this... And I'm like, oh, yeah? And he's like, did you not read the quest? I was like, fuck no. I click the button <laughs> and I follow the little dotted line that I have that goes to my next thing and I run after it. Like, I, I, I don't understand. It was pretty funny. Early on in the leveling <laughs> together, he thought I was lagging too far behind because I was reading all the all the lore information and I thought he was blasting through stuff too quickly to catch up because all he would do is take right off the moment he, he got a quest. Yeah, he is oh, the yeah. stereotypical dick tank that's just like, hey, <laughs> Hey, is all the team here? No? Alright, don't care. Pulling. Need to kill stuff. <laughs> well, that's only Coming because from the healer that pulls, you can go screw yourself. First of all, I learned from you. All of my bad habits come from you. You're like my I MMO parents. You, right? <laughs> you two are my MMO parents, and you are my abusive dad, and Adrian's my scared mommy. <laughs> At least I'm the dude. <laughs> oh, man. That happened i'm not gonna argue that (laughs) (laughs) and those are the data mines that are coming out and uh well look we're going into ptr and this is essentially the last week before a possible release there's not much to the ptr update for the defile drop we'll we'll put the link up there's really nothing it's pretty bare bones compared to the last three podcasts last three weeks it kind of happens in in the cycle We'll, we'll do three weeks of pretty big ptr coverage and then the last one is more like, hey, music bug improvements. Yep. And yeah. that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, players, they no longer get a matchmaking, they no longer leave matchmaking queue or disband while they have a pending game, which is kind of cool. You can't dodge out of games early. And they're making changes 
to casting spells while on mounts. There's been some weird issues with people trying to cast while on mounts, and they're like, okay, cool, we're going to fix this, and there shouldn't be an issue anymore with mounts causing problems while casting. The, the bug fix is really vague. It just says, while using a vehicle, the player should no longer have issues casting spells on a target. Yeah. Don't, I've never experienced those issues. Like, even when I'm using specifically targeted abilities, like uh, the Esper's uh, heal heal builder don't remember what it's called oh my goodness i really need to learn these esper ability names this is really silly this you're is like just this, silly you're, you're like indigo for abilities yeah is, is it pretty yeah. is it heal okay good i'm good <laughs> that's pretty much it like i i know the numbers i know that this one does more than that one and i should use this in this situation anyways i've never had a problem using that from mount i don't know if that's like what this is trying to fix but i don't know I, hopefully it makes somebody's quality of life better yeah maybe it, it hopefully it should I mean, that's the reason why we're doing ptr updates in the first place and we're talking sure. about them they sure. should fix issues that some players maybe not all of them have been having right but like we said that's pretty much about it for the ptr update for this and uh we've been alluding to it all podcast long at gamescom yep. they were talking to one of the devs and the devs have been listening to the constant constructive criticism on the forums and on the subreddit and they are talking about potentially delaying or pushing back or spacing out big content drops like defile or whatever would come out with shades eve or whatever come out with ultimate protostar games and they're gonna have what indigo was calling super patches i like calling them fix like fix fix it because that's kind of what they do they would actually go and fix parts of the game that need attention uh balance balancing yeah, no, well, buddy. Yeah, they're, they're, no, hold on. Yeah. You totally, totally dropped twerking. What happened to twerking? Why aren't they called twerk, twerky, twerk, twerkisons, twerk, twerkitudes, twerkatories? Well, <laughs> wow. twer- twerks normally apply to, in my opinion, nerfs and buffs. Like, um, changes to an ability that make it too powerful or are underwhelming. They're, I don't like the sounds of nerfs and buffs because they have a certain connotation. And I, I had twerk as a, a funny little name because... It's a tweak, and it's a work on it. It's to bring it more in line with everything else and balance it. Just when the word was starting to grow on me, you just take it away. Fine, well, okay. Well, I hate well, it again. <laughs> nope, too late. Well, no, no, no. Well, basically, hey. you're right. Twerks are happening in these patches, but also quality of life changes or world fixes, like, say, that giant fifth of Crimson Badlands. I knew you were going to bring that up. We get it. Crimson okay, yeah. Badlands yeah. isn't up to your standards. And still, when you're talking about a section like Crimson Badlands, which is the oldest new content that's been released, or oldest content that's been released since launch, it's such a big part. It's part of the zone. It's not just uh, like the broken eggs and the broken spiders. You can't touch anything. You can't farm anything. Everything starts disappearing as you go further into it. It it just seems like that's something that should have been talked about and and worked on before this point. And so what they're talking about is maybe not Crimson Badlands, but other parts of the game that could use a little uh, like TLC. They're they're going to actually go back and fix them, and that which means they're probably going to do something like uh, a drop patch, then a fix patch, then a drop fix, then a then a then a fix patch, to kind of. I think I'd be okay with that schedule. I think I'd totally be okay with that. Yeah, because then by this time next year, the core bit of game that's already been out has been smoothed over. And uh, just patched up the holes or zones, and then we're back to bring and going into more drops. It was pretty ambitious to go with drop, 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 drop. Honestly, what I think I'd prefer most is just drop and then a month of nothing while they work on ironing out the fixes before they release the next drop and then the next drop. Like, I don't see why they have to, like, release buggy content. Yeah, 
and well, now you'll have a month where well, it'll be fixed. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're doing PTR testing with this, and it may work in their PTR testing, and it will work with the small amount of people that are actually getting onto the PTR and going through it. But once it becomes live, they're really going to be seeing significantly more bugs and errors than they would have been able to see in PTR. That's I mean, fair. I, I mean, you're going to have, you know, at least, you know, double the amount of people, you know, way, way, way more than double. I don't that, that's that's such a small number of people that actually do PTR versus play. So you're you're real. You have to realize is that not only do you have all these people going in there, but this thing may only bug out when a player attacks this creature at the exact same time as this happens. Right, right, right. And, right. and it's really, really hard to, to, to circle around and find exactly what's causing something to bug out or have an issue. No, so the thing is, is that, yeah. You, you totally make sense. Yeah, so having a patch or having the game, having uh, that month to patch and then having the next month to patch and, and fix stuff makes sense because they're not I, – I don't think they're just patching uh, the old content. I think they're, they're going to be patching current content and each time they drop uh, a new, new content, uh, you have to realize is that new content is going to take effect and do something to the old content. Yeah. So you may have a level 50 character that just gets a new item that's in the new zone that just dropped, and that character is going to go into a level lower zone, which no one was expecting them to do that because why would a level 50 go to a level 6 zone and start attacking things and then, oh, oh shit, okay, that's causing issues. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, it, it, it does create a more intricate tapestry for more things to go wrong. I just want to point out, slightly off topic, for those of you that are joining us for the first time today, that all the explosions in the background are not uh, to be worried about. They are just fireworks happening at uh, <laughs> Senor Doc's location, uh, because he lives in a silly, silly place. <laughs> I live in a world of fantasy. Yup. And tomorrows and adventures and frontiers. <laughs> where you can have that an adventure good. throughout California. <laughs> that was good. That was and the not best get food. subtle. <laughs> that was the best subtle. Do way not to finish say that. that sentence. <laughs> so yeah, for those of you wondering, don't worry about his uh, well-being. Actually, it was for gravitas. It's part of my my new my new sound effects keyboard. Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space. I like how when I did my like awesome epic announcer thing, uh, not a single one of them went off. Oh, that's because we just passed the finale. Oh, did we? Is that why it got really loud and bombastic? Yep. Oh, womp womp. But yeah, oh. so that's the development cycle. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I like the fact that they said we have been listening. We just aren't saying we've been listening constantly. Their 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 mantra is still in effect, and they realize that what they're doing at the moment, while awesome, you know, maybe something has to has to fix it'd be changed. And I thought it was interesting that they had said close to launch. They had what? almost a year's worth of content ready to go. Yeah. And I, I, I find that interesting because when you expect about a year's when you expect any, any content to, to supposedly be ready to go, there's a physical in-game representation of it somewhere. That's just my opinion of good-to-go content, e even if it's in early alpha where it's just blocked with no textures. But they had mentioned that, hey, we're, we got about five, six pat, pat drops where we're, we have physical content on the PTR in some way, shape, or form. And I thought that that doesn't mean that the other six months of content's good to go. Then you're still yeah. in, you're still in concept art. You're you're still in planning stages. That's, we think that well, 
you'd have to assume if only the first six months are in there with any kind of physical representation in game, that content's good to go because it's being worked on. The other six months are not good to go because you're still brainstorming it. Everything at that point is the most malleable to change. That's not good to go at all. That's barely ready. It's barely showable. That's like NDA shit. That, that's not good to go content. But that's just me nitpicking at, at what they had said. Yeah, maybe they could have phrased it differently. But I never understood it to be, we have this content done. I, I understood it to be, we have this much content in the pipeline at different levels of development. I mean, maybe I just read too far into it and just happened to guess correctly, but that's that's what I thought the whole time. Yeah, I, I might be reading too much into it in one another way as well. Because when I hear that you have content in the pipeline, that's like, okay, cool we have something to show somebody other than a drawing on, on an artist's desk. True. Because if that's the case, then every indie developer on Kickstarter has something in the pipeline. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I guess that just being vague about it wasn't necessarily the way to go. Is like, a little too vague in my opinion, because I'm sitting there going... Yeah. But then again, that's what I would have done in their situation. Like, I'm not going to say, well, we have exactly three months ready, like, to go, and then we have four months in this stage, and then we have this many months in this stage. Well, it's blah, a really blah, blah, big blah. breakdown you it's, have to give, yeah, but at least yeah, it's something and like... Just, just saying, like, giving that much detail just kind of, like, binds you to this timeline that you don't really need to be bound to. You have to, like, cover your butt a little bit. With all the transparency that they're trying to give us, they can't go overboard and commit to stuff that they don't know for sure they're going to be able to pull off because then there'll be backlash from it. But wasn't, be really disruptive. But wasn't that overcommitment to say you have a year's worth of stuff but only have about six drops worth, really? To show yeah, but what I'm, on live or on what I'm saying is I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that that's what they meant because that's not how I understood it personally. Yeah, it's possible. Well, Either here, I, I can prove to you that they have a year's worth of content. Uh, what was the last holiday that we did, 4th of July? Uh, they have a 4th of July content that they just didn't release because they were already planning. Uh, they were dealing with uh, bug patches. So, boom, July already got content. Where did oh! you see 4th of July content? No, we did not see 4th of July content. Oh, oh, oh. We were oh. – they had 4th of July content but decided not to release it and instead decided to spend that time fixing bugs uh, and, and fixing fixing. Uh, I stuff. see what you're saying. I see what so you're saying. So technically, they have July already set up. Boom. All right. Boom. Yep. I, stand, I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Eat it, Doc. <laughs> right and in your know, mouth. And we know they have October and we know they have December. And we know about Defile, and we know about uh, the – what is that damn new dungeon they're talking about The Proto doing? Games and Proto Academy. The Proto Games. So there's four months of, of content that we know about. Oh, and 4th of July. So that's five months content that we know about. Okay. Boom. And and that's just what we know. I totally you said corrected. boob, and then the firework went off, and I was oh, that was beautiful. You, <laughs> that, was, that was art. That was art. I stand totally corrected, and that's uh, that's pretty much all the strange shells for the week. And there is something. If you watched one of our streams for the last few weeks, I've personally been really busy on my weekends that I didn't think I'd be, so I wasn't able to go into all of the streams. But there was a stream where we tinkered around with some really cool stuff. Do you guys know what that is? No, I, I wasn't I there. No I don't idea. know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. But then who was on stream with me? Once again, Figment's my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. We're streaming with people? What the hell? What is happening? This whole podcast is <laughs> like shambles and barely holding together with spit and duct tape. 
Wait, really? What are you talking about, though? <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago... What are, you, what are you talking about? A few weeks ago, we had talked to a person... There's the finale. Oh, what are you talking about? I know what go. you're talking about now. A few weeks ago, we talked to a person about maybe partnering up on Warbringer with something. Now, I don't want to say who it is yet. <laughs> oh, sure. Or what they are yet, because we, we haven't talked more about it with them. Right. But it, it spurred us to do something that is related to it. And we can talk about that because it's not tied directly to them. They don't own. They don't own I'm, I'm like ninety nine percent sure we talked about this last week. No, the Fight Clubs. Yeah. When? Yeah, we talked about building our our, our areas, and I described my area and how there was uh oh. you know you could see stuff. Yeah. We definitely did. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Just, Man, Man, you! I lost it this week. Are smoking crack? <laughs> Apparently, look at you blaming us for stuff. It's all your fault. And not only was well, that you guys weren't real. So I didn't know week. whether or not you were. Not actually... only was that stream <laughs> not last week. It was the week before that. Owned. Oh, owned. Wow. This owned. whole podcast is falling apart from my hands. Oh yep. my god! <laughs> you broke everything. You know what you should do when you're editing it? Just take out all the parts where you talk. <laughs> go ahead and do that okay thanks oh man that was good uh you're right no, <laughs> don't go anywhere <sighs> that makes so, one of us that feels bad <laughs> but I yeah just... you don't have feelings so i mean oh uh... yeah <laughs> so yeah we're we're talking about doing the fight clubs and all that and we should we should probably pimp that out eventually soon so you get People can come on down and test their metal. Yeah, when we get a little more work into it, I'm totally down. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So yeah, you heard, I you mean, heard you need to make sales. one. Yeah, I do need to make one, and I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. Get, I might work on that after this podcast. You had two weeks, two weeks of us talking <laughs> about this shit, and you haven't done Mesmo. Anything. Mesmo is my priority, okay? Mesmo. Mesmo. All about the Mesmo. What are Being all Mesmo. A PvP battleground in your own plot for a PvP character. I need to get him to 50. I want him to be level 50 so badly. <sighs> Anyways, we should talk about a couple other things. One, we should talk about the fact that, uh, you know, we, we do release content uh, randomly on Facebook. And we also have a Twitch page that people go to. And they should also follow us. I know we usually do that at the end. But I think we should pimp it twice this t- tonight. Boom. So go to our Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Go to uh, go to uh, Twitch or Twitch and Twitter. Follow we... us on Twitch and Twitter, son. Boom. Please. What? Thank you. Appreciate the love. <laughs> Bad props. <laughs> Doc is just like I'm not going to talk because they're just going to yell at me. <laughs> it's so funny. I want to post. Can we please post your? Because uh, I don't know how many people know this. We Skype to record these podcasts because we don't all live in the same building. Uh, Doc's profile picture in Skype is so. Like, I hate you. I hate He's just staring into the camera and he's just like, I hate you. And whenever I say something that makes him angry, I just happen to catch it out of the corner of my eye. I'm just like, oh, I'm That's sorry, the Doc. Face I I didn't... <laughs> and there's like a it's smug like... look on, on Krug's face where it's just like, yep. <laughs> we need to post that really badly because I think it looks hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, a question for you guys Do you have any new add ons for this week? No? Krug does. Maybe. Krug, Krug does. does. Yeah. Oh, what is this? So, uh, first of all, we've been talking recently about the way we do add-ons. Um, and so I think starting next podcast on, is that right? Yeah. We're going to start, instead of doing uh, 
an add-on each and talking about it briefly. We're going to all download one add-on at some point during the week. We're all going to use it together. I mean, not together, but we're all going to use it for that week at least and you know, play with it and see if it, how it works and, and what the good sides are and what the bad sides are. And at the end of the week, we'll come like talk about it and compile all of our notes, and then that will be our one add-on spotlight thing instead of doing what we've been doing which is kind of just a ton of information it's just have all this information this should be a lot more uh, informative and have all three of our opinions that might con- conflict with each other and get, give you multiple views of the same thing because i think that's what we all like doing is kind of going against each other and, and giving our our opposing views uh and so hopefully this should help us get that into the add-on part of our um of our, what's this thing called? The thing that we're podcast. doing? Podcast. Thank you. If you want to call this week a podcast, yes. <laughs> Why are you so negative? Be positive. I don't like it when you're negative. Be- That's my job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. We can't have two. I can't be the only happy one. You fucking dick. God, I hate you. I mean, uh, happy and love. So the <laughs> add that I was really interested this week uh, is called Buff Telegraphs. Uh, so basically what this does, very simple but very useful draws a line around players that have an aura effect that is the radius of the aura. So if you're a DPS and there's a medic with uh, empowering aura, you know where their 10-meter limit for that aura is, and you can stand in it. And also, if you're in a raid group, you can, if you like, everybody with an aura has this add-on, you can kind of coordinate and get the best dispersion of these auras across the field. So for example, if you have... Uh, two medics that took empowering aura. Well, I don't know if raid people do this or not. This is probably not something they do because it sounds slightly inefficient. Uh, instead of having them standing like two meters overlapping the aura, you can see that, oh, my aura is overlapping his aura. I should move away by two meters. And then you can get the maximum dispersion of that aura. Because a lot of these things don't, don't stack. So you kind of need a maximize their usefulness by spreading out. And so this can kind of help people do that. It also helps DPS because you can see, oh, there's one aura there and then there's another aura that overlaps it right there. So if I stand in that little overlap spot, I will get the benefit of both of those auras. So it's really freaking useful for group content. I I think this is great. Um, I recommend it very highly. Uh, I think it could be a little more attractive. Like right now the lines are, first of all, it's a circle, but the lines aren't drawn like a circle. It's just like line segments that make a rough shape of a circle. They're kind of thin and it doesn't really, it doesn't look like a wild star telegraph. It just looks like a line drawn in your game. Um, And I I mean, I can see why people would like it uh, because it kind of differentiates itself from a telegraph by being like a little less, I don't mean offense by this, but a little less attractive looking. But uh, I think if they could find some way of differentiating a more attractive looking circle, uh, it would it would make the add-on a lot better. Uh, but it, right now, it's is it definitely... The, is it to the point where it's obtrusive to your screen and, and to your... No. Okay. No, no, no. Absolutely not. It's a really thin line, but it's still noticeable. And I think the each different aura is denoted by a different color of line so you can see for example these two auras are overlapping oh but they're the same so i don't need to stand where they overlap these two auras are different colors i should probably stand where they overlap so i get both and they're all, it's only when active correct yeah it's only when active and actually uh i think the, the add-on dims the aura when you receive the buff yeah, it says upon getting the buff, the telegraph will dim. So you don't see, like you don't, if you have empowering aura, you don't see all of the empowering aura circles, like, disrupting your, your vision. 
Sure. They they're only really visible when you don't have the ore and you need to get it. You can just kind of like run through it and run out again if that's what you want to do. Makes sense. Yeah. So I, I recommend trying it if you're really into group content. And if you're a raider, I mean, if you're a raider, you probably already know about this and have it and use it. And I'm preaching to the choir. But if you do dungeons with your buddies and you want to give this thing a shot, uh, download it and give it a shot. So again, uh, Buff Telegraphs on Curse. Uh, it's by... Oh my god, I can't pronounce this. It's by developer Ramen Ramen Sama, Ramen Sama, I think. Yeah, so look that up. It's good times. Yeah, and if you guys are add-on developers yourself, and you have something new you want to give, uh, you know, give a, a test run to, you, know, you can always give us a, a shout out on our email, Twitter, or everything else, and say, hey man, I got this thing here. Can you give uh, some opinions on it and some some more critique? And it, we we love to try to to bring this up to, to the attention of the rest of the community. Absolutely. And and even if you aren't a developer and you are using an add-on that you really like and you think would be really awesome that not a lot of people see, uh, also sending us that information would be really helpful too, because that way we could turn around and go, oh hey, yeah, that is awesome, and 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 bring it to uh, an audience. Good times. Yeah. I think so. Might be- I think it. I think it's the time again to pimp shit again. Pimp shit. Yeah. Pimp shit. Yeah. Pimp shit. Yeah. Wait. Son? What? <laughs> nope. Too white. Can't do that. Not allowed. <laughs> I call foul. That is wiggity whack, yo. Oh, no, no, no. That will not do. <laughs> Man, you straight tripping, fool. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that actually Get your sounded... head checked. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, let's keep. <laughs> Pimping. Anyways, so you know, drops a knowledge on your food. Where can they find you, Doc? Oh, you where can worse. people send you messages? Yo, if you want to get a shout, no, okay. If you want, to get... <laughs> <laughs> I vomited. I literally vomited. Oh, I need to clean my keyboard. Uh, All right, keep going. If you want to get a hold of me, you can always find me at Reddit on Hollowmosh, as well as Twitter at at Hollowmosh. Now uh, you can get the Strange Tales mailbag at gmail.com as well. It's the best bet. What about you guys? Well, you can find me at Indigo Jones underscore STR on both Twitter and Reddit as well. I'm I'm not as much as a Reddit hound as Doc is, but I, I'm on there every once in a while as well. Uh, what about you, Krug? Uh, you can find me at our Strange Tales Twitter. Uh, that is where I live. Uh, also on our Strange Tales Facebook. You can find me on Reddit. Uh, I'm STOS underscore Krug. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, what is our uh, Twitch channel? Uh, that's also Strange Tales. Strange Boom. Tales. It's and like we had a method. Right? We make the things the same so that they're easy to find. It's like it's like we do stuff for reasons sometimes for stuff and things. So it's easier for people to find us. Right? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like uh, SEO or something. It's not I SEO. That's not how I would like to works. end the show on a single question for you to all ponder and think about for next week. The answer is no. Are you ready? Is it rude to fart while someone's crying? <laughs> I I actually can't Wait. laugh at that because I'm seriously that's not considering specific that. enough. Nope, that's my question. I, I, that's my one question, and you guys aren't allowed to answer until next week. <laughs> okay, well, I guess the first thing in the show notes will be, is it rude to fart if somebody's crying? <laughs> I had to legitimately think about this. <laughs> I don't know what that See? says about me. I don't know what that says about me at all. 
Well, on that bombshell, as I stole from uh, Top Gear, uh, good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. Good night.